Howdy, and welcome to The Takeout, the movie edition of The Lunch Table, where me and my friends get together every month or so to go over a movie we all enjoy. Or maybe just one of us enjoys. Or maybe <laughs> none of us enjoys it. But we pick a movie. Around the table with me tonight to enjoy the movie we watched is my right-hand man, the man who's always with me at the lunch table because he's my bro, Drew Plotzenizer. Two V's make a W, so two victories make a win. Oh, I like that. That's a good one. I like that. There's there's, there's not an I in team, but there is a me. That's what Kobe Bryant said. Yes, it is. And we <laughs> actually, we have an episode named that. I mean, because of Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that I, when he died? No, yeah, I think he's still alive. Kobe Bryant? Well, not now, but I mean when we... Oh, came. okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, I know he died in a plane. <laughs> All the good ones go out in a plane wreck. And as always... Blades of glory. Your host, Carl Jones. I'm also here. Uh, and that's it today. That is it for today. But it's still going to be a pretty fun night. You ready to get into it, buddy? Hell yeah. Let's get into it. Okay, howdy. Like I said, this is the takeout, the movie edition of The Lunch Table. Drew, got the pick this week. Would you like to let the people know what movie you picked? The Dilemma. The Dilemma. Now, this movie uh, has Vince Vaughn and Kevin James and uh, Queen Lativa, a bunch of good names in there. Oh yeah, ton of stars. Ton of stars and... Honestly, I really didn't know about the movie. Um, but it hit a lot of marks for this month and a couple other things we'll get into. I was real surprised, Drew. You, you really hit this nail on the head, bud. Coincidentally, uh, you, along with my girlfriend, both had the same reaction when I said about this movie. You knew bits and pieces of it, yeah. which I assume is maybe from trailers or something it like that. It has to be. But you didn't know the full movie. Yes, Exactly. And I am a big fan of Vince Vaughn, a big fan of Kevin James, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you know by proxy that means I'm a big fan of Adam Sandler, oh, big yeah. fan of Owen Wilson. I mean, it's all kind of the same. It kind of most of their movies get muddled together in yeah. some sense. Yeah, actually, I got a quick question before we get into it. I saw yep. this. I saw this meme, and you, you you might have a hard time. So there's four pitchers. There was Seth Rogen. Uh huh. There's Will Ferrell. Yep. Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler. And it said, one must go with all their movies. Who would it be? Jim Carrey. That's what I said. I said the exact same thing. But then I thought about it. Because to me, in my head, I watch all the other actors more often than Jim Carrey. Correct, yeah. Right. But he has some slappers, man. Oh, right? That's my thing. I was thinking, like, Truman Show would be gone. The Cable Man would be gone. You know, Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and Dumber. What's uh, one where you keep seeing 23? 23? Is that the name of the... So, 23... <laughs> Like, uh, yes, man. Yes, that man. Was a big thing. That was a good one. You know, a lot of the, but, but like I was, like I thought to myself, I watched Seth Rogen a lot more off Pineapple Express, like a bunch oh, yeah. more. But, uh, <clears throat> the, the way that I see that is the, the two that it would probably be between is, uh, Will Smith, or not Will Smith, <laughs> <laughs> Will Ferrell and Jim Carrey. Yeah. And, uh, I find myself quoting Step Brothers way more than I should. Yes. I that was a big thing when we were young, Step Brothers. That was huge. 
And of course, like I said, Adam Sandler is. Dude, he's what I would be if I had a movie. If I could my make god in sweatpants. Yeah, I was gonna say he'd he'd be me if I could make movies. If I had <laughs> his money and got to invite all my friends to make movies and stuff. <laughs> oh, but Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn, to me, he's always been the guy. You know plays the same character and whatnot but i've always loved his character that kind of fast talking new yorker oh yeah you know uh but let's get into it let's get into it so i wonder where he's actually from he's from minneapolis really he's born in minneapolis he's he's italian though right he has to be probably he seems so like he talks like a new yorker almost oh it has to <clears throat> lebanese italian irish english and german Wow. Oh, but he grew up around uh, Chicago. Oh, wow. So that's kind of why. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he would be from Chicago, but okay, okay. Well, Drew, you ready to get into the back of the box and get this shit started? Yeah, absolutely. Found this one off of Amazon, back of the DVD cover. <laughs> Vince Vaughn and Kevin James headline an all-star comedy from director Ron Howard. Ronnie's world is turned upside down when he inadvertently sees something he should not have and makes it his mission to get answers. Kind of like when someone sees my internet history. (laughs) As the amateur investigation dissolves his world into comic mayhem, he learns that his best friend Nick has a few secrets of his own. Now Ronnie must decide what will happen if he reveals the truth. Also starring Jennifer Connelly, Winona Ryder, Channing Tatum, and Queen Latifah. Yeah, I didn't expect to see Channing in there. Awesome. I think it was one of his first ones. I, it has to be. That has to be right after the dancing movie. Uh, because you said this was made in 2011, right? Yes, 2011. Uh, so things he did before then was Coach Carter, Step Up, Step Up 2, uh, Public Enemies, G.I. Joe, Rise of Cobra. Oh, dang. He did G.I. Joe before he did that. And Dear John. Oh, dang. I forgot about Dear John. Yeah, he did Magic Mike the year after this. Well, I I meant Step Up when I was thinking of dancing. Oh, yeah. Because that's like the first thing I remember him in. Yeah, but he was also that dude in Coach Carter. He was one of the the basketball players on the team. See, I didn't even remember that. The first time I remember seeing him is when he wants to be that, he's like a cleaner or something, starts dancing with that girl. (laughs) Hey, you must know Channing Tatum movies more than I do, then. Maybe I do. Maybe I got a crush on him, Drew. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we all have a crush on Channing Tatum. I mean, Ryan Reynolds, Channing Tatum in that order. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One right after another. Let's make them fight. Ooh. That's a good one. I think Ryan would lose. I think it'd be a big, good battle. Yeah, I don't know. I just remember him as uh, as Green Lantern, and he wasn't a good fighter. <laughs> you know, him as Deadpool, he has a mask on. That could be anybody fighting for him. So, some information about this movie. Uh, like CJ said, 2011, uh, like I said, directed by Ron Howard, has Vince Vaughn and Kevin James. Uh, also has Jennifer Connelly. She was in a lot of movies in the 90s. Uh, Winona Ryder, she was also in a lot of movies in the 90s, but she's more well-known uh Channing Tatum and Queen Latifah um also also uh Biden would have been our vice at this time yeah 2011 right I 
think. Yeah. Obama Obama would have been in office, right? Yeah, I think so. So that would make our current president the vice president then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the reasons why I picked this movie is, like I said, I've had a lot of Vince Vaughn, Kevin James movies. They're, they're just kind of those, I don't want to say rom-com, kind of more com-roms. Yeah. Is, that a, is that a way to say it? Yeah, yeah. They focus more on the comedy than the romance, but there's always a romance in it. Uh, like I said, Vince Vaughn, there's a couple movies where, or the one where Jennifer Aniston's in, and he doesn't even end up with her. You know, the breakup or whatever. Yeah. So, like, everything he's done has been very family-oriented. Then I think Kevin James for a long time got stuck in that role because of Kings of Queen. Well, this one was after he did Paul Blart Mall Cop. Uh, oh. And that was one of the big ones, too. Yeah, and that, 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 was, that, that was bad for his career, if you ask me. That made him look really dumb. Yeah. Well, it put him on the map. I mean, he, he liked that at one point. But um, this takes place in Chicago, and this is even before I had any thought about going to Chicago. So before you even say it, no, <laughs> that was not my intention. Well, and it's Although not it like, is a happy coincidence. It's not like you picked Chicago off a map either. You went there for a job. So it's not yeah. like you're just like, I want to live there. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, but no, this has always been one of those movies, like, when when I get bored of something that, you know, when I'm watching, like, action or whatever, this is one of those ones that I always know is going to happen. Per se, this is a movie that, if I'm doing something, I put in the background. Yes. You kind of know what's going to happen before it already happens. Yep. The music is a good indicator of that most of the time, but it, I don't know. There's just something about this movie that makes me laugh every single time I yeah. see it. I know what parts to tune into and go from there. And at the like, and when you say that, it's not even so much like at the first watch you're going to know what's happening. You know, they, they keep yeah. it pretty decent for like, even when I was watching it, you could kind of tell what was going to happen, but not really. They still got stuff uh keep you on your toes a little bit so it's not yeah. it's not bland in any way right but like you said it's i don't know it it becomes one of those shows that's great you draw in the background you hear half of a line and you start laughing because you know what it's gonna be you know? coincidentally i think this is one of the like highest budgeted movies we've ever had like i like it was well advertised and things like that yeah it, it was it, most of our movies that we've done so far have been kind of campy, per se. Yeah, yeah, a little underknown. Yeah. Yeah. But it is what it is. You ready uh, You ready to get on with the summary? Yep, I got you. All right. I'm getting my timer ready. So anyone who doesn't remember, we started doing a timer so we can keep this under control a little bit and make sure we don't go over time. Uh, we've been getting a little lengthy sometimes. So... We started a punishment where we started something where if you don't get it done within 15 minutes, your summary, you're going to get a punishment. Now, last time, I didn't do it. Well, the first time we did this, I did not succeed, and I had to stick my hand in the mousetrap. <laughs> Look at that on our TikTok. Mm-hmm. Look at that on TikTok. Now, it's Drew's turn. We don't know quite yet what his punishment will be if he doesn't make it. He'll, he'll have to pick one, but... Hence why we are setting a timer. Drew, you ready? Ready? I'm ready when you are. And go. Ronnie and Nick are best friends and business partners. They met when they were in college uh, and have been best friends ever since. 
Uh, Nick is married to Geneva. Uh, and on the outside, their marriage seems pretty good. Uh, Ronnie and Beth are dating and things are getting pretty serious. The couples hang out a lot and have a lot of fun together. Right at the beginning, uh, Geneva asks a question, how long does it really take to know somebody? And you get a couple different answers there. Beth says, you continue to know somebody, but if you go through something hard, you get to know somebody better. Nick says, I think you can know somebody within the first 10 seconds of meeting him. He's that heartless, hopeless romantic that just yeah, wants to... Yeah, he's that, uh, wear my emotion on my sleeve. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the fat man of the situation. <laughs> then there's Ronnie, Vince Vaughn, who goes, uh, you never really know somebody. Secrets can pop up, uh, and people change with time. And I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I mean, all of these are right in their own situations, but I think mm -hmm. that one is probably the best. Mm -hmm. Nick and Ronnie go to an auto show, and Ronnie has a plan. He uses Nick as a distraction for the Chevy guy so that he can go talk to the Dodge guy and say, Hey, we have something that we want to bring up to you, and we want to have a meeting. And as he does that, he sees, the, he sees Nick hug the Chevy guy. And he's like, Yep, you can have a meeting. So you can already tell that one person is the fast talker, get people into a situation. So they fly to Detroit. Uh, and on the cab ride there, uh, Vince Vaughn gives Kevin James a Kurt Russell speech. <laughs> the one from the movie Miracle. Nine times out of ten, you're going to fail. But not this time. Not, not this, this time. And uh, Ronnie says that it's important that they get this deal because he's going to propose. And he needs to make sure that he's set to go forward. Uh, in the meeting, Ronnie says that cars used to be fun. Uh, they used to have vibrations. They used to have noises. You used to feel like a badass when you drove a car. And then he shows some more pictures of electric cars and says, yeah, this is bad. This is not what cars are supposed to be. They've fallen a long way. He goes, but we have a solution to this. We can make your electric cars sound and feel like they were back then. Because they just this is when the Charger was brand new. They brought back the Charger after like 30 years or something like that. Even? So they get, no, good? Go ahead. Nope, I'm sorry, go ahead. So they get the deal and uh, they get to work on it. It's like a proprietary uh, agreement where they get to work on it. Uh, so Ronnie isn't needed for the research and development part of it, so he decides he's going to start planning his proposal. He goes in the botanical gardens and sees the wife kissing another man. And then he falls and gets hurt and everything like that and then has to decide, I need to lie to protect that this is going on. Yep. He's super secretive, uh, and his girlfriend finds a wad of cash on him that he was going to use to buy the ring. And um, it's it's not good starting out. Um, so they meet up at the shop, and the girls show up, uh, but Nick is feeling really stressed that he needs to finish this and isn't as close as he thinks he is to it. Um. Then he goes to the bank to sign the paper for the check that they got. And he goes up to some people and goes, Hey, would you tell... I think he said Kobe. Would you tell Kobe that his wife is cheating on him? Game 7 of the championship? And everybody goes, No! No, not at all. So he kind of thinks in his head, Maybe I shouldn't tell him when we need this to happen. I need him to stay focused. Essentially, he's using his friend. Uh, back at the shop, Nick decides he wants to talk, and Ronnie decides not to tell him now. 
So later that night, they go to a hockey game. Blackhawks. <laughs> and uh, he sees the wife texting on her phone quite a bit. So he talks to her off to the side and says, Hey, I know you're cheating. And you need to tell your husband. She goes, You don't know anything that goes on in my marriage. And he has his own little secrets. He gets whacked off in a Chinese massage parlor. Uh, so just butt the fuck out of it. And he goes, well, either you tell him or I'm going to tell him. And she goes, well, let's just keep it a secret because I'm not going to see that guy anymore. And he goes, all right, you know, that deal's a deal. Mm -hmm. So uh, the next day, he follows Nick after work to the Chinese massage parlor and sees for himself his hard evidence that he is not without fault. He is also doing exactly what she said, and he's getting whacked off at the Chinese massage parlor. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, then he calls the wife and says, Hey, you know, you're right. And in the background, he can hear the boy that's she was cheating on, whatever with. Uh, and she go, he goes, I thought you were going to not see that guy anymore. And she goes, yeah, fuck you, pretty much. I'm going <laughs> to keep doing it. Right. And to make sure that you don't say anything, I need to meet up with you. So they meet up in a restaurant, and apparently you find out that they had a history before the husband and wife met. They had slept together, the wife and the uh, Ronnie. Yeah. yeah. And they decided not to tell Nick because they wanted to spare him from it. But she was going to say that he was taking passes at him and everything, and she's going to deny it. And he's, she's his wife, and he's, she's, he's going to believe her more than him. So he's stuck in an even bigger dilemma right now. So the next day, Susan Warner, who is Queen Latifah that works for Dodge, she's like their deep throat, as she says, uh, finds out that they took that Dodge is taking that idea that they pitched to them and giving it to a bigger company so that they can get a better result faster. And that kind of spooks Ronnie. He decides, hey, we need to move up the date and present before the other company presents. So he tells his buddy, hey, we are in a time cruncher and you need to step up your stuff. And he's even more stressed out, so it gets worse and worse. So while he's doing that, other than fucking helping, <laughs> he goes to, he follows the wife. And the wife goes to Zip's house. And Zip is the guy that the wife is cheating on. Uh, and he climbs a tree, goes to the balcony, and takes pictures of them getting it on. So he can use it for proof, saying that, hey, your wife's a fucking liar. She, her and I, I wasn't making any passes at her, and she's a piece of shit. The wife leaves, he's still up on the balcony, comes back, and zips, finds him taking photos, thinking he's a peeping Tom, and proceeds to beat the crap out of him, or try and beat the crap out of him. They fight, they mess up Zip's house and Ronnie's car. Uh, and he's like, I'm the I'm the husband's best friend. I'm going to tell him what a piece of shit you are. And then he threatens him, so he runs right. off. So, he gets back to a party. Uh, the girlfriend's parents are having a party. 40th. And, huh? 40th anniversary. 40th anniversary. Good for details. Goes to their 40th anniversary party and decides he's going to make a speech 
all about trustworthiness. And it's real fucking awkward. It's really <laughs> awkward. It's awesome. <laughs> Shut the fuck up, Cousin Betty. <laughs> You're not even a real cousin. You're in a real family. <laughs> then he says, uh, then he gets pulled off to the side and uh, his girlfriend confronts him about how he needs to be honest. He's walking around with large amounts of money and we find out that he used to be a gambler. He had a gambling addiction and uh, just didn't, it, people suspect that he is doing bad things Again, when it's yeah. not really him that's doing the bad things. He's, it's just affecting him. He's going about it the wrong way. Absolutely. Yep. Fran realizes he forgot his camera at Zip's, and Zip greets him with a gun this time. Uh, he agrees, uh, Ronnie <laughs> agrees to pay for damages to the house, and Zip gives him the camera back. But, on a flip-flop, Nick follows him this time, and thinks that Zip is Ronnie's bookie. <laughs> so what we don't know until a little bit later, uh, there is an intervention going on for Ronnie and his house. And Nick invites Zip over, thinking that he's his bookie. And this is where shit goes down. He pretty much states that I'm not the problem here. I'm not gambling. And your wife is cheating on you. Boom. In that situation, the wife gets mad. The wife leaves. The Zip is already gone. And now... They find out that Nick, um, Nick finds out that Rodney slept with his wife beforehand, the thing that they were trying to keep from that. So every, everything just pops in and out and in, and you get into an even more bigger problem. So the two decide that let's try and finish this meeting and, uh, I'm going to do something different than we normally do. And if I take a penalty for this, this is up. But I'm not going to finish everything of the story. Yeah. Um, if you're interested in seeing how it ends, uh, go ahead and give it a watch. Yeah, give it a watch. Yeah. Uh, it ends with them. Yeah. At the meeting and uh, uh, uh. then a hockey game. <laughs> Which the hockey game gets to play back in. So that's... Yeah, that's all, huh? Yep. Okay. So, <clears throat> you do with four minutes left, bud. That's what happens when you take notes and then get lost in the notes. And, <laughs> and just run. <laughs> but first, <clears throat> it wasn't Kobe that they were talking about. Who was it? Oh, I'll give you, it was a baseball player. A-Rod? A-Rod. <laughs> yep, A-Rod. And I, I see... Okay, so the whole dilemma is Vince Vaughn finds out that his buddy's wife is cheating on him. But at the same time that they have this They have a pressure stress. crunch to where they need to get right. this done. And Kevin himself is having ulcers throughout the whole thing. Freaking yeah. out, having ulcers. He can't even take the pressure of the meeting, let alone Vince thinking he can take the meeting and losing his wife. Yeah. So that is the big dilemma to where he needs to make a decision if he's going to tell him mm -hmm. or not. And the two trains of thought here are, he's my best friend. I need to tell him right away because uh, it can eat you up. And this is one of the conversation that goes on in the bank that I was kind of talking about. 
the one guy says, yeah, you, you tell your buddy, because if you don't tell your buddy, essentially you're banging her too. And then the other end of the conversation is, you know, you need him to get something done, he needs to focus, where if he knows about this, he's going to spiral out of control and he's not going to be able to do anything. Right, I mean, in Vince's point, this is the way I saw it, was you can tell him now, and then lose out on your business and him having a wife. Yeah. Or you can wait till at least he's financially set. Then tell him. Or at least till that's over with. Right. Um, I don't... Dude, what would you do, man? What would you do? Let's say I was married or whatever. You saw her cheating. We got something going on like this. Let's say we had to meet up with, I don't know, iHeartRadio or some shit to try to get our podcast onto a professional site or something or you know just be pushed more often what would you do would you wait that is that is a very hard one and if you know me in real life you know that i am very very honest with people and loyal you're very loyal yeah. man. Yeah. if if you're not looking good today i'm gonna look at you and be like fucking rough night man you're oh, not yeah. looking great oh yeah drew loves to point out pimples oh dude i love to point out everything for everybody especially mm -hmm. infidelity i <laughs> i hate cheating with a fiery passion yes yes well and understandable like don't make a promise if you ain't intending to keep it right if you're gonna break up with somebody then or if, if you're gonna cheat on somebody break up with them then do the cheating at least it, tell them you want to break or something uh -huh. that's gonna at least show some instability in the relationship be, instead of it coming out of left field. But, yeah. And I, I, I'll i be honest, I'm the type of person, you cheat on me, I, that's it. You know, yeah, like, it's thanks, done. but we can be friends maybe, but it, what we had is now done and gone. Right. You know. If there was physical proof, and I, I guess that's part of what the movie was, him trying to get the physical proof to show that. If I had hard physical proof, and even if I had slept with your wife beforehand which would be hilarious and i would hold that over your head that whole time yeah but i, I, I would have told you before that i was gonna say that. me that would not have happened with us uh, <laughs> I, I would i would tell you that on your wedding day be like yo dude i fucked your girl it wouldn't even be that it would be like yo bro you like her yeah i fucked her <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's exactly uh, how it would go down. So, like, yeah, I understand that we wouldn't be in that position where I wouldn't know you would have slept with somebody or whatever. Um, no, it's rough, dude. Because I feel like if I was in Vince's position... See, I I thought everyone was real hard on him for no fucking reason. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, I, I guess he ruined a lot of people's lives with his gambling addiction the two years before that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. When I, you see somebody in a certain light like that... It's hard to change. You think every little thing that they do is going to cause a problem? Well, I don't think it's so much that. It's not that that I had an issue with them thinking that he had a gambling issue. Uh, but what to me what it was is like when Kevin found out, then right before the meeting, he's punching and kicking them in the balls. <laughs> like, bro, why are you even hitting them? This has nothing to do with him. Yeah, he is arguably mad that he dealt with it the wrong way and slept with his... What, not even not even when they were dating. That was way before they were dating. Then, yeah. like, I understand that, like, he's mad that you didn't tell him right away. But, dude, you were also freaking out and chugging stuff and having ulcers. Yeah, but there was a couple times where he was kind of sitting there going, Hey, something's obviously bothering you. Tell me. I think at that point is when I would cave 
and actually tell you. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, to me, it depends where we're at, because if we got this huge thing, and I know you got to focus, like I said, I don't know. I don't know. That's tough, because you might want to wait till it's done. Well, that, that's kind of a conflict of interest here. Do you deal with your trustworthiness and tell them, or do you deal with your selfishness for self-gain, I guess? Well, it's both your gain. I, I mean, it's more, in this case, it's yours. You, you know that, like... He can go and do something, but your partner attached to it. The, the reason that he didn't want to tell him is because he failed. That he thought that he was going to fail the meeting and he was going to lose out. Well, it's they both would lose out because both of them are bums with no money. Is the way they were explaining. Yeah. It. And their girl, like the wife and the girlfriend, make really good money. That's how they're doing what they're doing. So to me, it's yeah, they're either like let the lunch table fail, and everything we work for fail with the failed marriage or hope we get at least this to go then talk about it one of the things that kind of pissed me off is he never brought anybody else into the situation he never went to his girlfriend yes. I, I don't hold anything back from from morgan if i have something that's eating me alive she can obviously tell that something is eating me up and ask me about it yeah to where like i would tell her he did not do that he did not say listen you know, some shit's going to go on. You may be mad, but here's the situation. Yeah. He didn't bring anybody else in. Well, it was either he tells her or tells her. Him. My thing is, okay, so when they went to the gardens, he fell on the plants when he was watching them kiss. Mm -hmm. You know, the wife and the cheater there, Channing Tatum. And when he fell into all these plants, they were poisonous, and he had all kind of funny reactions from it. And at that point, I think I would have told her. Like, why wouldn't you just go home and tell oh, her, yeah. like, yeah, I fell into poisonous plants because I saw a blank kissing blank. <laughs> oh, yeah, and it's going to cost me $10,000 to fix all the plants there. Yeah. <laughs> Holy crap, $10,000. But that's, it's just an interest. it really is a dilemma. And then, like, <clears throat> you got Tatum Tatum, which, hilarious. His character. Hilarious. Funny as hell. Funny, he, he's a pill-popping junkie who's really funny and caring at the same time we got a guest star i see that i, I like that <laughs> but uh like um when they had their oh meeting there because they thought vince was back to betting right yeah. the intervention <laughs> he punches cham in the face and that's why he leaves but he's like i hate all of you okay well not really. I'd still hang I'm out really and do like drugs. With you. Yeah, I still do drugs with you. <laughs> but I'm out of here. <laughs> Slams the door. <laughs> oh man. So down to brass taxes. Yes. Would you tell me if you were in that situation? Yeah, I think I would have to. You know yeah, why? I think I think I would have to as well. You know why? Because at the end of the day, I would not be scared of you. If I told you, I would not be scared of you thinking like i'm doing this for personal gain if i'm telling you this you know you would think there's a reason for it now would that make you automatically accuse her probably not but it would make you question to start looking at things yeah you know but i don't think it would ever turn to the point because i think vaughn too vince there he was a little scared of like telling him and then it getting switched on him like oh no that's just you because you don't like love or something or because you want yeah. you know I just know you're going to go after my girls. Yeah, that's it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> but 
no, I, I, I feel like I would tell you because I don't feel like there'd be much repercussions on my end for telling. Like, I don't feel like you would send that hate my way. Um, so, so, like, if so you going, told if you told me, I wouldn't just believe you're just telling me that to get me to break up with the girl. I believe you probably saw something because that's not something for you to just come up and say. So, so let me let me break down kind of the movie in in some early points. Uh, you see, you see my wife uh, cheating on me with somebody. Yeah. Immediately, do you tell me? Yeah, I yeah. If I didn't uh, tell, honestly, if I didn't tell you, say I was in Vince's spot and I had a girlfriend who was best uh, friends with her, I'd probably yeah. tell her first to yeah. get her to question the other girl. Then both of us together definitely, definitely going to look a lot better when we say something than just me. Um, you see me stressing because we have a really big project going on. Mm-hmm. You still tell me? Probably, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not going to be like Vince. I wouldn't just... Oh, here, do this project and leave. <laughs> you you find out that I'm cheating on her as well. Do you tell me? Do I tell her on you? No, do you tell me that she's cheating? Even though you're still cheating? Yeah. Is it cheating or are you getting like a little hand job? Yeah. It's still cheating. Oh, yeah, how you want to look at it. You, you tell me then? Yeah, I probably still would. I'd be like, yo, bro, it's a good thing you're cheating. And you'd be like, ha, 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 why, ha, ha, I'd be like, because you and your girl are meant for each other. Uh, you talk to my wife and she's going to blame you if you tell me. Are you still going to tell me? Oh, probably. Yeah, I'd probably still tell you. If she was like, I'll just say you're making passes. I'll be like, I'll hand Drew everything I have. <laughs> he literally can control my computer. He can look at anything he wants. You take photos of them cheating on me. You can tell me. If, well, definitely. If I took first off, I wouldn't get to the point of taking photos. That's weird. That's. <laughs> I'd hire like a private eye to do that shit if I was gonna do it. But definitely, if I had hard evidence, hell yeah, I'd be like, yo, bro, look what I saw. Do, 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 do. Deadline is coming up even faster than we had originally thought. Two days to make the deadline. Do you tell me? I'd wait two days. You'd wait two days. I'd probably wait two days there. Right at that moment, like, two days before a deadline, it's not like it's going anywhere. We're going to deal with it. It's two days. It's not a month. It's not half a year. It's not like, you know. That that point, I think telling you right in them two days would do more damage than what would help us heal. I think if the shoe was on the other foot and I found you cheating with somebody, I think that is exactly what I would tell you. All bets would be fucking off and it'd be, yep. Yep, yeah, just so you know, you're getting happy and so she. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at that point, why wouldn't you? Because they're both doing wrong. Like, and what's funny is, Kevin even at one point states, like, his love was gone for her. Yeah. So, he was the one actually not showing her love and attention and kind of wanted out of it the whole time and didn't know how. Right, right. As interesting as that was. So, it's like, even at the end of the day, it makes me even more mad. Why did you punch and kick him in the nuts, then? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, I don't get that part. That part, to me, was like, why? Like, that seems like you're placing anger in the wrong spot. Uh, <clears throat> what was your favorite part of the movie, dude? You say you have favorite quotable parts, so what's what's some of your favorites? Uh, my favorite... 
my favorite part of the movie is uh, when, I guess this is a little spoiler, but at the end of the movie she goes, when this happened, when Queen Latifah goes, when this happened, uh, it gave me some serious fucking ladywood. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, that's hilarious. Well, I laughed at that part for like three minutes. When they first met her, she talked about her ladywood. Then yeah. at the very end, she said, my lady would is still hard all the way down here. <laughs> and she fucking made a mark on her leg. It's hilarious. Queen Latifah was awesome in that movie, too. Just enough. There's just enough of her being that, uh... Like, honestly, it was great that they picked her to do it. Because if you had a dude do it, yeah. it would be nasty and disgusting. Because yeah. they had her saying all this shit. It was hilarious. I think one of my other favorite parts is when he goes back to Zip's house to get the camera and uh, he got the gun pulled on him. He goes, look, I'm sorry for everything that happened. And, I mean, you see this part in the fight to yeah. where uh, he, like, goes to shoot at whatever and he misses and hits the fish. Yeah. No, he takes a guitar, guitar and throws and it into the it. fish tank. Yep. And uh, when Zip confronts him with the gun, he goes... You killed my fish. I love those fish. <laughs> I was about to. You caught out my favorite part. I love that whole scene between them with him and the gun. And he's like, well, it's not much of a real apology if you have the gun pointed out my throat. <laughs> he's like, I don't do this, man. See, I got a gun. I don't use guns. <laughs> he, he goes, I had to look this up on Google. He goes, I, I'm not going to put six shots into you. No, that made me look like a crazy individual. He goes, no, I'm going to put three shots in you like a calm household gun yeah. owner. He's like, I read into this. You just need to step into my house. <laughs> and he was like, I'm here for the, my camera. Okay, go get it. <laughs> I guess my third favorite part is also during the fight when it gets taken out or when he's in the bathroom, when Vince Vaughn is hiding in the bathroom, yeah. he grabs, he looks for, he looks for weapons, finds a lighter from a candle and a hairspray can and fucking starts <laughs> shooting a flamethrower with a hairspray can. He goes, I'm going to burn that face. I'm going to burn that pretty little face. <laughs> and then when it goes outside, he's like shooting the flamethrower around. He goes, give me that face, daddy. I'm going to burn it off. <laughs> Dude, the fight scene is the best, bro. It just is. Especially when it's he's hilarious. like, I'm all hopped up on Adderall. <laughs> I just took two Oxycontin. Yeah, that's I'm not going to feel this. I'm not going to feel shit. Let's go. <laughs> Wrong house tonight. <laughs> oh. Hilarious. Hilarious, dude. And like, even the scene, the scene after he falls into poisonous uh, plants, when they're explaining to him all of his problems he's going to have, and they're like, Trouble urinating. Maybe even blood in your urination. Then the next scene, he's trying to pee. <laughs> oh, I'm in a lot of pain, man. Yeah. Yeah, I'm having trouble. His girl's like, did he cheat on me? <laughs> uh, on to my favorite part, bud. Rotten Tomatoes score. Oh, the Rotten and Tomatoes score. Just for future information here, uh, I am going to use the audience score because there are like 163 reviews for Tomato Whatever uh, and over 50,000 for the audience score. So Ooh. in the future, only going to do the audience yeah, score. Yeah, fuck the critics. What? I, I don't even know do one critic. <laughs> we are critics, technically. Hey, well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> what percent do you think this movie got? Uh, gee, uh, 62%. 62%. Now, one thing I learned, if it's above 75, no, 70%, it is a certified fresh, as they call it. Okay. Uh, anything else in that they think is a flop. 
Really? And I this would, must. Huh? I, I would assume anything over fifty would be a success, but hey. Yeah, more than half the people like it or something like that. Yeah. Uh, regardless, twenty-nine percent. That's all that liked it. This is not a highly liked movie. Wow. Well, then never mind what we said. Apparently, it's a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I didn't find it that bad. It's a no, rom. I liked it. It's I love this movie. Com rom. It's no different than any com rom out there. You know, Fifty First Dates or anything like that. It's all pretty much the same. Uh, it it brings a lot of like the internship, mm. also with Vince Vaughn. That reminds me a lot. Well, and I thought it was real interesting. One, why I said it related a lot to this month was the main character's name is Valentine. Yeah. Boom. Valentine's Day, Valentine. But also, I was so intrigued that they were working on this, the, the electric cars that they were working on. Because now yeah. that is a thing in our life. Like, yeah. they purposely made cars now look and sound like old fucking muscle cars and whatever. But still electric because that's what people wanted. Hey, maybe the movie came up with the idea and they had to wait for... Well, right. Is it, or they've had that idea for that long. I just thought it was really cool how it tied back into that because there's now that exact charger that they were in that they made electric. There's now an electric one you can buy. Yeah. Like, so it was kind of cool. One of the things that kind of drives that is hypercars. Like, Ferrari made an electric car mm -hmm. and it did really mm -hmm. well and... Porsche made an electric car. I, I think that that kind of pushed us into uh, well, that and, and more and more electric cars for things. Yes, a lot of that and government subsidizing, like yeah, uh, lots of times like Tesla. Tesla usually never makes profit; they just usually stay afloat because they get so many tax breaks and whatnot. Right. Uh, I think uh, another reason we're pushing so hard for it. I don't know if it was in such demand, really as uh we're just trying to push away from oil that's like a real huge thing right now we're trying to really push away from it yeah uh which i mean makes sense it's not going to be there forever i don't this is a whole different conversation to have i don't know if electric cars are going to solve that issue or not we'll see but uh. on to my second favorite point and a fairly new one since last time uh does it make money Ooh, that is true i'm gonna say it made money bro i can't i even with the 29 i i think the 29 happened a lot okay so okay so i want you i want you to guess the budget how much money did they have to make this movie okay so let me answer i'm gonna say around 100 mil kind of close 70 million to to make this movie okay there wasn't really a lot so i was off by 30 mil that's a lot of money but uh, you were 70% of the way there. That's yeah. uh, My close. thing is, here's why I think it made, I think it made money because your girl, me, there's a bunch of parts of this movie that we have seen somewhere or remember, but don't know right. where we've seen it or where it filled in. So I feel like that has a lot to do. I used to love Conan late night TV and stuff like that. So I feel like I got a lot of cuts from that. Plus, yeah. Channing Tatum at the time was pretty hot. Queen Latifah was just getting back into things, so that's a big name. So I like, like I just I feel because I knew some of the movies, the advertisement had to be there. So I feel like at least when it launched, it made money. Now, if it's making money off of DVDs, I don't know. I doubt that. Actually, that's one of the things that I was going to get into. Uh, 
when I say it made money or didn't make money, I am strictly going to go from the budget to the box office because movies can go later on or get a second hit yeah. like Back to the Future or whatever where Sleeper. they just continuously make money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, very, even... very rarely do movies not become positive because of the sales. Very happens. rarely. Uh, there's, I think one or two we've done were considered cult classics, but not when they were made, like uh, White Men Can't Jump. Yeah. That's one of the ones that became a cult classic, like, after the fact. Yeah. Uh, it's, so, yeah. you believe that this made money, correct? Yes, I do. I think when it released, it made money. With a budget of $70 million, the box office was $69.7 million. Oh, oh they lost, lost a million. It lost money by 300000 Oh, 300000 Oh, that sucks. $300,000. That sucks, dude. They were almost there. I bet yeah. now with DVD sales and stuff, they made up for it. But Oh, yeah. They, uh, it's also said that they made like $9 million in home media since then. So, yeah, they've made their money back, but like we went into. Yeah, but that's only... So, think about it. You invested... 70 million and you only made 79 million back it's not really that great of an investment or well you made yeah you made 9 million after it was all said and done that's all you gained if that 9 million minus 300,000 not bad Uh, uh, uh. (laughs) I don't know I don't know if the executives would have been happy with that that's probably why you don't see Vince Vaughn in very many movies anymore right uh, there was also a part of this movie that uh, I guess was a little bit controversial. And I'm going to forgive anything before I, I, I say what I am going to say. I'm taking this pretty much verbatim. Uh, Vince Vaughn calls electric cars gay. Oh, I do remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and this is one of the things that was in the, the trailer that kind of pissed some people off. He says, electric cars are gay. He goes, not in a homosexual way. He goes, but like your parents chaperoning the dance, your pants real high, gay. Yeah. And that kind of caused some problems to where people were like, you, you know, you can't say that. And it, it, it caused a big problem. Yeah. And they were ultimately going to cut it from the trailer, which they did. They cut it from the trailer. The, uh, the gay and lesbian alliance against defamation, defamation. uh, was defamation. Yeah. You're right. Defamation. Uh, had some problems with it they they cut it out of the trailer but they did decide to keep it in the original movie because and ron howard said this to support the removal of a line from advertising he justified the decision to keep it in by saying if storytellers comedians actors and artists are strong-armed into making creative changes it will endanger comedy as both entertainment and a provoker of thought it will uh it's it's one of those arguments in controlling speech I understand that words can be hurtful. I do get that. But at some point, words are only as hurtful as you let them be. True. Uh, you know, I, I always tell people, look at the word Yankee. You know, the word Yankee was made to be a derogatory slang term for people who lived in the North. What did we do with it? We made a baseball team and made it the fucking best baseball team. <laughs> so they couldn't even say anything about it. But even in a reversive frame of mind here, like, if you tell people you can't do that, then it's going to hurt it even more. Yeah. Then it's going to hurt you when you hear it even more. Yeah, it's kind of like that thing where, like, uh, if you don't let your child have any negatives in their life or 
like, any consequences for their actions. You know, like, you need some hardship in your life a little bit to become the person you need to be. Because life isn't always going to be what you want it. And, unfortunately, Mother Nature and humans find the idea of fair different. You know? Well, I, I think that, and I'm going to say that this is the wrong way to say it, but it's like you're building up a tolerance to it. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, yeah. yeah. Or, you know, you're getting a little thicker skin, uh, which is exactly right. You're building up a tolerance to it. And I think that's very important. And I think when it comes to discussion, you need to be able to have people talk comfortably. Now, right. sometimes if that means that dude's over there talks a little ignorant, it just is what it is. You know, it's... I listened to something, something say, uh, which can fit into this. You don't choose how someone gets to love you. You just choose if you like that type of love or want to go somewhere else very well put you know so you can't choose how someone speaks or see the world all you can do is focus who's around you and if you don't like that person go somewhere else trust me karma will take care of them if you're a yeah. mean nasty person no one's going to want to help you karma will take care of you so uh, you said it that's it I, that's all we have huh that's it well, once again, thanks for stopping, listening to the takeout, the movie edition of The Lunch Table. The movie. Drew, <clears throat> yep. thanks for always being my right-hand man. Oh, absolutely. Thanks for always being here. Uh, everybody who stopped by and listened, thank you for sharing your time with us. Hopefully you go and you look at this movie. Tell us, tell us for yourself what you thought. Maybe we're stupid for liking it. Maybe not. If you got other movie suggestions, maybe you want us to see or do or tickle around. Watching. You got to you got to tell them us. You got to tell them to us. That's it. Facebook and stuff. Yeah, we got Facebook. We got multiple ways you can reach out and let us know. I can't read your mind from here. I'm sorry. You know, <laughs> it's the same problem I had with every girlfriend. Can't read your mind. We're on Apple, Spotify, and Anchor Podcasts at the Lunch Table PBJ. That's probably how you're listening to us right now, so keep doing that. We love you. You love us. All the Barney things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you, well, real quick. So, Jared, we were talking about it on the last podcast. He has kids. You ever watch that Coco Melon? No. No? It's a kid cartoon type deal, like for babies. And all these people i always hear like oh all these kids are always watching tv they're just glued to that thing they're always blah, blah 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 and all i can think about is me growing up i watched power rangers barney all the shit right? on tv we were always stuck on video teletubbies games. teletubbies wasn't really me we were real barney fans i got pictures of barney <laughs> sweaters and stuff i was a barney man i was too uh but like you know we always grew up playing video games late at night all night in a freaking room so Sometimes I feel like a couple of that shit's like going out of proportion, but right. I just want to say like even us with our Barney and all the old shit, it's the same thing, man. People people give it like all this grief, and I'm like, don't you remember playing Pokemon games? I have to wait for a light to go by and then do something on your Game Boy. Like oh In shit, backseat, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Before the lights were invented for him. Oh, I'm sorry. I read books in the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's not funny. I can't read. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right. Thanks for stopping. It's getting a lot more fun around here. Drew, thank you. People listening, thank you. Pop, 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 peace. See ya.